<sighs> Good morning, Garfield. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? I don't know why I'm talking to a cat. Time for some breakfast, isn't it? What do you want for breakfast? Let's see. Cat food? Want some cat food? Or... Want some leftover lasagna? You wouldn't want that. What cat wants lasagna? Lasagna sounds good. Yeah, it does sound pretty good. It does. Lasagna sounds pretty good. But what about... Wait, whoa, whoa! Um... Garfield? Did, uh... <laughs> I'm losing it. You're losing it, John. You need to get more sleep. Whew! Uh, anyway. Lasagna, please. So, of course, you would. No, you wouldn't want lasagna. Garfield! John, I want lasagna. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you, you, you can, you, you can talk? Why do you look so surprised, John? You, my cat can talk? Baby, me lasagna. You're a talking cat. Lasagna. You're a witch. A talking witch cat. Well, you're ugly. That's uncalled for and kind of hurtful. I want lasagna, John. You're a talking cat! It's a talking cat! Oh, I gotta call the news. I gotta call David Letterman if he's still a thing. I gotta call whoever I can do these pet trick things with. We're gonna make, make a bajillion dollars. You're a talking cat! I think I have rabies. Well, that's, that doesn't matter. Nobody cares about that. I mean, I have rabies. And I'm a person. Can I just have my lasagna now? Nah, you don't need any lasagna. You know what you do need, though? To What's listen, that? To listen to this podcast. Wow, that was forced, John. It was. You know what I also want to force? The name of it, and that is... Retro Blist! Hello, uh, good citizens. They can't all be winners. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and rarely are they ever. Nope. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Blist. You didn't say it with me that time. Retro Blist. There you go. <laughs> I'm Johnny, and with me as always is... Trevor. We rarely ever introduce ourselves. You yeah. know that? We just jump into it like people know who we are. People have no idea who we are, and they never will. No. <laughs> I mean, oops. <laughs> We're, we can walk into any store, and nobody cares. Nope. Unless we're in their way if they want something and we're in front of Actually, it. Actually, um, I mean, it's been a few years ago. I guess it was technically before Retro Bliss, but even before the podcast, we were getting pretty famous because I remember walking into a Best Buy and people flagging me down. I did realize then, though, it's because I often wore blue shirts with khaki pants. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but still, we were pretty famous. Yeah, we were. Then. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. We get flagged down today, yeah. even for speeding or whatever. I've only ever had one speeding ticket. How many have you had? I've never actually had a ticket. I've been pulled over for wow. weird things, like people they thought I had a stolen car. I'm like what? No. Wow. <laughs> Trevor, yeah. Trevor's a rebel. Yeah. So Trevor, it's always just awkward and accidental when I get pulled over. <laughs> That's the another title of my autobiography. Awkward and accidental. <laughs> yeah. You have so many subtitles. I do. It's gonna be one. The books just read nothing but the subtitles. <laughs> So what game, Trevor, did we happen to play today? Well, we played Garfield Caught in the Act for the Sega Genesis from the golden year of 1995. Oh, what a good year that was. 
Yeah. So many things happened in '95. Please list those. Um, I was <laughs> nine, and I got. Well, it means I was Ninja Turtle toys. Probably it means I was ten or eleven then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a good year, wasn't it? It was. As you can tell from our walk. Wow, down. did I say nine? I believe you did. I was at least eleven. <laughs> <laughs> math. <laughs> We're really good. Wow. At math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, you were probably about a teenager, and I was 11 or 12. Probably around That's, that. So, yeah, this is very fun and interesting this is a to everybody. terrible podcast so far. <laughs> hey, welcome to Retro Bliss. If you, your your <laughs> source for retro gaming, uh, game by game entertainment. Yeah. Podcast time. Could you, could you imagine <laughs> if this was the very first episode of Retro Bliss that you tried and you just got a. Two guys talking about how they might be in 1995. Wow. I'm getting <laughs> getting they're wrong. wrong. They can't <laughs> even do it right. <laughs> and nobody else would even known or care that I was yeah. wrong. But it's like, wait it's a, a minute. It's literally, literally a story that nobody but me and you remotely care about. And we barely care about it. Wow. <laughs> so that's what happened in 95. <laughs> yep. And also what happened in 95, this game, Garfield, Caught in the Act, came out. Right. And it was published by Sega and developed by Sega Interactive. Which I had to look up. Apparently, this was a, a different company, not necessarily related to Sega. Um, I think it was Interactive Designs. It's like a third cousin. Right, like a third cousin's uncle. Yeah. Like they made By games. marriage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they made games for EA and just anybody. And Sega ended up buying their assets in 1992. Whoa. Oh, oh sorry. Beat that. <laughs> As I said, I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Sega bought them out in 1992. And so this game, among others, was released under the... Um, the Sega Interactive, Sega Interactive line. And then also by Pause, P-A-W-S, like yeah. a cat Pause. And you thought maybe that was just a goof to be funny because this game does have a, the Garfield sense of humor with it. But actually, Pause is the name of the company that the owner of Garfield, Jim uh, Jim Davis or John Davis. Which one is it? It's Jim Davis, right? This is interesting. I know that much. <laughs> Mr. Davis. I know his last name is Davis. Uh, Jim Davis, yeah. I think it's Jim Davis. Thank you. It's the one that he started to do all the merchandising and handles right. all the Garfield stuff. Yeah. So it's a very uh, lucrative company. They make yeah. a lot of money. So yeah, so 1995. This is a very late Sega Genesis game. Um, in fact, I'll say right off the bat, one of the interesting things is there's a lot of things about this game which we'll get into that remind me of another game called yeah. Gex, which I played for the Sega Saturn. It was also on the PlayStation, and that game also came out in 1995, despite being for the Sega Saturn. Um, but yeah, we'll get into some of that later. So, uh, yeah, this is so, well, an yeah. excellent start. I think so. transition. It's flowing beautifully. I- I'm tired of making excuses for mediocrity. So let's just say it we, is it is who we are. Yeah, we're just mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. But we're the best at being mediocre. We're well, your number one mediocre podcast <laughs> recorded here. Yeah. So. About old school video games. Let's just get right into it. This well, is, let's uh, get into it like this. Trevor. Garfield. Obviously, yeah. you've heard of Garfield. What are your feelings on the cat Garfield? I like Garfield. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, that's what I wanted. Okay. <laughs> no, I read the Sunday paper, you know, the comics, you yeah. know, not religiously, but if I ever picked up the paper and there was a Garfield comic, I was going to read it. But really, my bigger memories is from the, I remember the movies. Was there also a 30-minute show? There was a cartoon that came on Saturday morning. Okay, that's yeah. right. The movies is really what I remember. The Christmas, the Halloween special, all the those specials. specials. Not the movie movie, because the movie movie is horrible. Oh, I've not even seen that. Even, Bill, with, Murray even Bill Murray couldn't save it. Oh, yeah. That's how bad it was. No, I'm talking about the old animated movies. Yeah, the animated, the animated specials. Right, I always enjoyed yeah. those. Yeah, the Garfield uh, Halloween special is my, my favorite Halloween special. Yeah. It's 
really creepy even to this day. <laughs> and I remember that this is stupid, but from the Christmas one, what I remember is they're all out looking at the the house and going ooh, yeah, and their mouths get really round. Uh huh. It's like a weird memory I'll never forget. Yeah, man, this is not interesting, man. Nope. It's not. It's God. the worst measure. I'm boring myself. We've ever done. I'm about to fall asleep. But I, 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 I'm so <laughs> sleepy. Why do we do this when we're both sleepy? I'm not sleepy at all. I'm this just is trying, exciting. I feel like I have to bring your energy up. This is <laughs> an exciting time because we're covering uh, a licensed uh, mascot platformer. Yeah. Now, so maybe not that exciting. But let still. me just put in. I love Garfield. I've always loved Garfield. I have some of the books. He's always made me laugh. So, going into this, I wanted this game from the get-go. Yeah. But what I didn't expect is the game it is. So, it makes sense. I was not expecting a lot. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a licensed platformer for yeah. the 90s. You don't need to expect a lot. I was expecting very little effort on who made it, I guess right. is the best way to put it. But let's get into it, Trevor. Let's talk about the graphics and the look of the game first. What was your first impressions of the game when it booted up and started playing? Well, my first impression was this is a good-looking game. Um, like I could tell right away, there was a lot of detail. You could tell it's a late Sega Genesis game. The animations, like there's extra animations in there. They don't even have to be in there. A lot of things moving, moving parts, I guess is a good way to put it. Uh, my first impression of the graphics are it's a, it's a good-looking game. Um, it looked a lot like Gex, which I'll probably be referencing a lot. Uh, I just am amazed how similar these games look, and I think they came out the same year. Um, I mean, Gex is on a 32-bit console, but, but yeah, that, especially the first part, because it's set up like, um, the opening is your... Yeah. The gist of the story is, you're Garfield and Odin, they break the TV, and then somehow he gets sucked into the TV after breaking it by this weird thing. Which is almost exactly like Gex, if you've ever played that game. And then you start going through different, I guess, channels? Yeah. Like that, and the first channel is a, you're... Each each level has a really funny name, but I don't remember them all. Yeah, just like a cat pun of some sorts or a Garfield right. pun. And the first one, he's a Dracula. He's he's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's that kind of level. The it's it's designed. Each level is designed. I thought the level designs were awesome overall. Yeah, were very good. And I'm with you on the look of the game. The game just overall just looks fantastic. It it definitely it looks like what was the game we just played? Oh, Daydream and Davy. Yeah, I think it was '92, which is a pretty late. NES game, yeah, and it it would be kind of oppressive for a much earlier NES game, but not for a '92. This game, you can tell it is a later Sega Genesis game. Yeah, um, it was. There's which is work. a compliment. It honestly. really is. Yeah. I mean, you think about like Vector Man. You know, the some of the the spiffy CG like effects they yeah. used. A lot of that stuff is in here too. Yeah, it's definitely a compliment. the The looks of the game is a big thumbs up. It looks yeah. great. Looks like Garfield. Uh, all the characters look great. The bad guys look great. The level design is is fun, but we're getting that in the gameplay. So overall, two thumbs up for the graphics, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, graphically, I, I don't really have any complaints graphically. I think there's more. It's better than it needed to be, for sure. Yeah, yeah they went above and beyond yeah. when it comes to the graphics. Now, let's get into the gameplay. Like we said, it is a platformer. Right. To the core. <laughs> uh, you've got a couple actions. You can jump. Uh, you can throw projectiles. And which change for whatever the level is. Yeah. So, like on the vampire level, you're throwing skulls, right, and and so forth and so on. And you can also uh, you have an attack button, and your what you're attacking with goes with whatever the level is. Yeah. So, like when you're a cave cat, 
or caveman cat or whatever yeah. it was called. And you got the two long teeth in the front, but you're actually hitting them with a giant club when you swing. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that changes with every level, right. which I thought was really cool that they did that. Yeah, that's one of those extra things they didn't have to do. Your weapon changes and your general look changes for yeah. every single level. Yeah. Yeah, that's also really <laughs> neat. Your actual, uh, the look of Garfield changes to whatever the level is. Right, so the first level, just to, I guess we can go over that right quick. Yeah. Uh, it's a vampire. Vampire, and it's it's like a graveyard thing. Yeah. And this is this is crazy. I, I need to look deeper into this. Gex, the first level in Gex, you're sucked into a TV, and the first level's in a graveyard. There had to be some kind of weird parallel going on here. Yeah, the backstory of Gex is a lot darker, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not just a broken TV. <laughs> no. His, his father's murdered along with other NASA people, and he's a lizard, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, or a gecko, I think. Gecko, yeah. But yeah, um... The, what is the second level? The is it the jungle? No, I already forgot. We should have written. We should have wrote this down. We're written this down. We should have. Well, anyways, I know there's stuff. a jungle level. It might be the third. It's second or the third. And you, there's a jungle level. There's a there's a caveman level. I think it's the second. Yeah, one. I think you're right. The caveman's second, and then the jungle like level. Then there, you're also a pirate on the on the little boat. Oh, the pirate, yeah. Uh, you're a you're in Casablanca, the movie, the old school movie. Yeah. It's like you're in a black and white movie you at got one the, point. The hat on and everything. Yeah. Um, and then you're in Egypt, ancient Egypt. Yeah. So, and Garfield's look changes with every, with every one right. of those levels to fit that theme. So I'm just going to say for me straight up, uh, since we're kind of talking general design and graphics, the graphics and the just, just uh, I don't necessarily say originality, but the variety yeah, and the character that is infused into the levels, those are the high points for me. Um, cause it really went further than I had to with just the, like in the pirate level, you're riding on this little boat, yeah, and you got your pirate hat and your wooden sword. Yeah, it just like it yeah. reminded me a lot of the Halloween special. Yeah, yeah, so that that's very cool. Um, so we'll just kind of move into kind of the general gameplay. Yeah, I think the thing that impressed me most about the gameplay is that you're not necessarily just moving left or right and fighting enemies. Sometimes finding out how to move up and down or left and right is a challenge. Yeah, like you might have to. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely not a just go from left to right thing. Right. You have to figure it out. There's a lot of little, they're not difficult, but I would call figuring out the levels a puzzle in itself. Yeah, just little mini, mini puzzles. Yeah. Like you might have to jump, like fall down a hole in the first level. It's yeah. a graveyard. You fall down a hole into the crypt and you pull on a rope to raise a column, which will shoot you out of a hole in a slightly different part of the level. Well, let's, talk, let's talk about this real quick. Garfield is an all ages character. Yeah. Including children, just the looks of this game. The first level, you're falling into graveyards. Do you think little kids could play this game? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, well, I feel like I have a pretty direct comparison. I was probably twelve or thirteen when we first started playing Gex, and I remember the graveyard level being the first level threw me off a little bit. But that's at twelve or thirteen, but I was okay with it. Yeah, but yeah, like at seven or eight, I don't know if the graveyard level is a great place to start. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the very first level yeah. you're you're thrown into, and there's nothing like gruesome in it, but you are no, falling no. into crypts and stuff, and you're throwing skulls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's skeletons coming after you. Right. So, and the other thing we'll talk about real quick is the since this is in gameplay is the difficulty level. Mm-hmm. There's only two difficulties to choose from: one's kitty, which is when we were on, yeah. or normal. We're assuming that Kitty means it's easier than normal because it yeah. sounds like it would be. But this game is not easy on nor- on Kitty even. No, it's not, and it's kind of a it's, it's tricky because it doesn't seem that hard at first. But then it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't, ugh, I can't get on this yeah. platform, or or these enemies keep murdering me. <laughs> the enemies are the toughest part. 
the hit detection I didn't feel was the best. It wasn't the most responsive. Yeah. In all fairness. I think it was, the hit detection could have been a little better, but I think the worst thing. Is the flying animals? Well, yeah, that was <laughs> the constant flying animals. All the time. Was, oh. I don't know what it is about platformers and needing flying birds of some sorts in every one of these. Yeah. That that really did. It was over the top in this game. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say is there's there's not like, you can't really tell sometimes when you're being hit or hitting an enemy. Yeah. Like, I think there needed to be a visual indicator, a sound effect. I agree. But yeah, the flying enemies. Oh my goodness. We have to talk about those. There's bats or scarab beetles yeah. in the Egypt level. There's something in every single Some level. kind of vulture-like bird. A weird-looking chicken vulture in the, yeah. I think, the jungle level. <laughs> yeah. There's constant enemies, and we totally trashed uh, Beauty and the Beast for the Sega Genesis back a number of episodes ago. Yeah. Because it had constant, non-stop flying enemies that were just relentlessly obnoxious. I feel like this had more than that one. It had more than that one, but it at least had some gameplay to back it up. Yeah. That's the difference in the two. Yeah. Because when you first compared those, I was almost uh, offended. Yeah. <laughs> because we had such a bad experience with the Beauty and the Beast oh, game. Yeah. Which was a game that we both felt should have been better because it looked great. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say, I think this is a game that's better than you would think it would be. Yeah. At least a little bit better. That one's way worse than you thought it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. So, yeah. So, I agree with you. Anything else about the gameplay we need to bring up? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it plays fine. The hit detection should have been a little better. And. I feel like maybe the responsiveness to the controls could yes. have been a little better. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say. Yeah. That felt a little slow. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, I feel like I was getting hit by enemies sometimes when I shouldn't have been hit by them. Yeah, like, your your reach is really short to yeah, begin with. very limited reach. But then when you can't quite tell when you're hitting the enemy sometimes, it felt a little cheap. Yeah, it did. S- sometimes more than a little cheap. Yes, yes, for sure. All right, well, what about the music and the sound of the game? I thought the music and the sound was really appropriate. Like, at no point did I think, wow, this is amazing. I want a soundtrack of this. But it was appropriate and and fit the level. And it never got on my nerves at all. I would say the music is, it's not on Sonic level, which is the, the tip top on, on the Sega Genesis for me. But I will say it's above average. I think so, yeah. Like you said, I'm not going to remember any of this, but each... Uh, sound each soundtrack for the levels fit that level. Yeah, they were not annoying. They were not like Lego Racers bad. Yeah, <laughs> and you know it didn't drive me nuts and barkers, but I like it was it was fine to listen to. Yeah, I guess the best way to put it wasn't terrible. Actually, it was better than average, like I said. But it, it's not one you're going to be humming walking down the street. Right, and somebody's like, "Hey, are you humming that theme from Garfield?" Because nobody's going to remember no. that. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and every soundtrack doesn't have to be. Memorable as long as it fits the gameplay. Yeah, and this one does. Yeah. Is there anything else about Garfield caught in the act we need to bring up before we get to our final scores? Um, no, I think I'll probably talk about sort of my more overall opinions in my review because I'm a little conflicted about it, but I'll get to that in the review. All right, we'll go ahead and get into it. Okay. Well, here's the review. <laughs> so, for me, the high points that I already settled is definitely just the charm and inventiveness of the level design. Um, the fact that you know you might be uh, trying to think of a better example that we've not already given because there's some pretty cool stuff. Like you might have to push a boulder onto a a catapult thing and then launch it up to hit the. We didn't even mention this. The boss in every level, pretty much every level, yeah, is Odie. Yeah, or Yodi, as you kept saying. I kept saying Yodi for yeah. some reason. It's like Yoda but, and Odie. Yeah, so there, there's just kind of unique ways you do things. That's cool. I love the variety of the levels. Um, and I think graphically it's just very solid. I think where it falls short of being everything it could have been 
is just in the way the controls feel. Like, they're there, and they work, but they, the responsiveness is a little lacking, which is a shame, because this is clearly um, not a mediocre game at heart. It's It's got a lot of work put into it, a lot of little details, um, but I feel like there were definitely some frustrating parts. Every level that involved climbing vertically and then getting knocked down by flying stuff was infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, in the, the one level, when I got to the boss, Odie, <laughs> he just he just walked off and didn't come back. <laughs> we literally couldn't finish the level. That's the truth. Yeah. Now, when I played it, it didn't happen to me. But when Trevor was playing it, Odie, I guess, just got tired of your shenanigans and just walked away. He literally like, I'm done. Yeah. He didn't come back. There's nothing we could do except uh, just skip the level. Yeah. We had to skip the level. We had to use a little cheat code. Yeah. Because we couldn't do anything. He just <laughs> left. He wasn't there anymore. Right. And we and you stood there for a couple minutes even. He never came back. Yeah, it was <laughs> kind of ridiculous. And there was a couple little things like that that felt a little glitchy. Anyways, so what I'm going to do right now, because it's entertaining podcasting. Yeah, it's been a great one so far. I try to have some kind of consistency because I know people take our reviews super seriously. Oh, they do. I bet people have like a spreadsheet of them. So I'm just looking at some other platformers we played. Monster Party for the NES was our second episode. I gave that a six and a half because it was charming and unique, kind of like this game. But not perfect gameplay-wise. Let's see. We had uh, Bernstein Bears, which blew us both away. Yeah. Uh, that I gave a 7.84. You know, since you mentioned Bernstein Bears, I got the same feeling playing this as I did that. It was much better than yeah. what I was expecting. I agree. I think the gameplay on this one isn't as solid as Bernstein it's Bears. It's not as tight as it should have been. But it's still worth, yeah. it's still worth playing. Anyways. Um, so with a 5 being completely mediocre and average, I want to give this one a 6.5. I feel like it's it would not get a six and a half for me if it was mediocre in in graphics and level design because the gameplay is just average to be honest. But I think that just the charm of it and the way it looks and I just think it's well worth playing. So I'm going to give it a six and a half. It's it definitely sits above average for me. Yeah, it's definitely above average. It's as a person who considers himself a, a big Garfield fan, this game did a really good job of keeping the look and feel of Garfield. The, the the controls, like you mentioned, needed to be better. That's where the game falls for me. Yeah. If they were just a little tighter, a little more responsive, it would have made this game... It's just it, Honestly, to me, and I told you this, if the controls were better and it went along with how great the game looked, it would have knocked this game up to one of my favorite platformers. Oh, yeah. This could have been an action... This could have been like a, you know, an Earthworm Jim or a yeah. Vector Man. Yeah. Yeah, if it's just a little tighter. Yeah, that's all it needed. Because they did... a. Phenomenal job with how the game looks. It looks perfect. It looks like a Garfield comic strip or the Garfield cartoon come to life. Yeah. I mean, it looks that good. It's that bright and vibrant. Right. And all the enemies, the enemy designs even are great. They go along, they look like a Garfield comic strip uh, Mm -hmm. style to them. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So I really, really liked how this game looked. I love playing this game. It was a lot of fun. But like you said, it gets very frustrating at times. The difficulty level is very hard. I don't know how a child could play this, to be honest with you. Unless they're just better at games than us. Which is it could be possible. Yeah. If we're, be, we're not the best. No. We <laughs> so, might be the worst. Yeah. I'm trying to be really fair with this game. I think your score is very appropriate. But I also feel that I love Garfield a little more, and maybe that's why I'm giving it more slack on some of the stuff. Well, it gets Garfield right for the most part. Yeah. So, my original score in my head was a 7. Yeah. So, I think I'm going to stick with that. It's a very good game. It's on the cusp of being great. 
It's I would say it's good. If the controls are better, it would be great. Right. Yeah, to me it'll never be great because of the way it feels when you play it. But I think I think it's worth experiencing. Yeah. It's, it's well, here, well here, I'll tell you this. I got the game and it came in the case. So I got the game in the case. It didn't have the instructions. Mm-hmm. Game in the case. I paid under ten dollars for it, just right under ten mm-hmm. bucks. Do you think this game's worth that? Oh, I think so. I mean it, to me it's worth the frustrating parts because hey, it's not perfect, but it is what it is. It's worth the frustrating parts for the for the good platforming and uh, just the creativeness of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I was I wasn't mad that I bought it. I really liked it. I'll probably play this again. Even yeah, uh, it's one of those games that even though it gets frustrating, you do want to see what the next level looks like. Yeah, so which is a compliment to any game. My my opinion is if you if you already know ahead of time, you're somebody that has a high tolerance for frustrating and imperfect, you know, gameplay and level design. Then I think you're going to be fine with this game. Yeah. If you have no patience, it's not a perfect game. Just know that. Right, yeah. Just yeah. know what you're getting into going in it. Yeah. So overall, I think, compared to the games we played before this, this was a, a breath of fresh air. We have had a string of rough <laughs> games. Yeah. I feel like this has broken that. Yeah. You know, it's not rising to the top, but it's it's broken that. I feel like we're at least, bar. We're at least starting to come up for air. I can see bit. the hole in the top of our cell. <laughs> Yeah, in our like, dungeon. I felt like we were in a cave, and, and the cave had collapsed on us, and we're finally seeing a little bit of light shining through where we've been trying to right. dig out. They just give us a little drop of water here and there yeah. to quench yeah. our parched yeah. tongues. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we did this, Trevor. Me too. Now, what we really need at this moment, and I'm going to assume you agree with me, is a great commercial. That's a wonderful idea. Don't you think? Roll it. Doing it. Young Bobby Angles has a problem. He needs to earn the respect of his peers. So he gets Sega Genesis, the ultimate action system. And then he buys Mortal Kombat, the arcade edition, and the all-new Shinobi 3, and Marvel's X-Men. Now, things are pretty much okay. I said chocolate chip. Say it. Say it. Sega! Sega! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's such enthusiasm. Yeah. Wow. All right. <clears throat> Trevor, I think it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, and that is the, the Blitz Quiz. I guess I'll go first since I made you go first on the other. Okay. I mean, it's only fair. All right. What did John Arbuckle do for a living? I'm going to give you some choices. Was he A, a, a cartoonist? Was he B, a veterinarian? Was he C, was he a manager at a store that they never named? Or was he D, a factory worker? What was the first choice? Cartoonist. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. That is a very good guess. That is very correct. They actually only ever mention this once ever. Huh. They never bring up what he does for a living other than one time. And it's wow. A, he was a cartoonist. Well, that's cool. Um, so, my first question for you All right. is the eBay game. Oh, yeah. So, you need to find the most expensive item. Okay. Your first choice. So, you mean the one that cost the most? Yes. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. These all are related to Garfield in quotation marks. Okay. All right. So, the first item is from the card game Magic the Gathering. It is a 
a Black Lotus card, and it's a beta version of the card, and it's signed by Richard Garfield, who designed the game. Okay. <laughs> Your second choice is an 1880 letter signed by President Garfield. That's kind of cool, actually. Right. I think so, too. I sound really unenthused right now. I'm not trying to. <laughs> it's just how I talk, okay? Sound, I think you're the reason this episode is going to sound boring. <laughs> I blame you. Listen to this at half speed. You'll enjoy it more. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your third choice is a new sealed copy of this very game we just played. Garfield caught in the act. Sealed. Okay. So the beta Black Lotus card signed by Richard Garfield. President Garfield's signed letter from 1880 or this game new and sealed. Okay. The one that cost the most, the one that should cost the most because of the historical, should be the president one. I'm going to assume it's not, but my heart has to go with that because I love history. Well, I agree. It's It would be kind of ridiculous if that was not the most expensive. Um, but this is the current world we live in, so <laughs> that is not the most expensive. Okay. Uh, well, Garfield caught in the act 9150 for a sealed copy. Okay. Which, you know, fair enough if you want a sealed copy. Yeah. Uh, the 1880 letter by President Garfield, was $6,672. Okay. The Black Lotus card, which I believe I've heard is the most rare card for Magic the Gathering. I don't know. I don't really play that. But it's $12,088.51. Goodness gracious. Yep. So it's double what you would pay to get a president's so, signature. So a, a dead president, by the way. Game designer Richard Garfield's signature is worth twice as much as uh, a dead president. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no offense to the to the... Magic the Gathering, because it's obviously, the menu don't play it. It's a humongous game. Right. As a board gamer, I can understand that it's got a huge part in the history of, of games, but yeah. still, it's Richard Garfield. I mean, <laughs> President Garfield. President Richard Garfield? It's Richard Garfield, right? No. <laughs> I don't remember his first name. I believe it was James. I think you're right. James A. Garfield, if I'm thinking right. Which, oddly enough, Garfield the Cat was not named after the president like most people think. He was named after a uh, uh, the creator Jim Davis's grandpa, who was named after the president. <laughs> so. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, uh-huh. All right, Trevor, ready for number two? Yeah. It <laughs> trying to sound enthused. Okay, I liked it. All right, true or false? So you got a fifty-fifty shot of getting this right. False. I have a fifty-five percent chance. True. You're correct. John Davis, the creator, <laughs> <laughs> the guy who created the. The Garfield still draws the strip to this day. Is this true or false? This sad, but I feel like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> would I do that? Do you think I, I think you would do that, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't this time. Okay, I'll give you this. He's alive and well. I want to say he does not still draw it. You're correct, he doesn't. He actually is still in charge of it. They run all the scripts through him and he approves them. But he's got like a team of cartoonists under him who draws it now. Why should he do any work? He's rolling in the cash. Yeah, he's rich. <laughs> Actually, they said that the Garfield annually makes like anywhere from five hundred thousand to a billion dollars a year. Did you say billion? Mm-hmm. To one billion dollars. Million or billion? Million or billion? I don't know. I thought I saw billion once. Because <laughs> five hundred thousand to a billion is a really big spread. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a mathematician here, but <laughs> he makes anywhere from a dollar to a billion Retro dollars a year. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna tell him off. Hey, honey. I'm going to bring home anywhere from a dollar to a trillion dollars. <laughs> and you're going to be right. Yeah, it's going to be true <laughs> if I work that week. Okay, so your second question. <laughs> Retro Bliss, all the facts. Yep. <laughs> Which of these games were actually released? Okay. So I'm going to give you a title of three games. I may or may not have made up any of them. Okay. But only one of them was released. Gotcha. Uh, Garfield Caught in the Act for the Sega Game Gear. All right. 
Garfield makes a Meowvy for the sake of Saturn. <laughs> okay. I guess it's supposed to be like movie, but Meowvy. All right. Uh, and Garfield and TV Land for the Sega 32X. Which one was released? Was actually released. I'm going to go with the Game Gear one. You're right. So, <laughs> my brain is not functioning right now. I'm so, trying to think of a good pun. The, the Meowvy sounds like something that when you fail to make a pun. <laughs> yep. <did>. Okay. <laughs> that was my attempt at a pun today. Your puns are usually better than that. That was pretty bad. <laughs> and Garfield and TV Land was the 32X version of this game, but it was canned before it was released. Uh, it was... <laughs> so, yeah. It was canned like cat food? Yeah, that, yep. that you're struggling, too. I am. Yeah, this We're is struggling your, as a unit. This is your fault. <laughs> I blame your your face. <laughs> I'm falling apart here. It's okay, you ready for your third one? Yep. <laughs> Alright, Trevor, I want to list some traits of Garfield, and you tell me what you have in common with Garfield the cat. <laughs> me, personally? Yeah, you personally. Okay. Alright. Do you like lasagna? Yeah. All right, all right, that's a check for you. Do you like TV? Yeah. All right, that's a check for you. Do you like to sleep? Yeah. That's great. How do you feel about Mondays? Yeah. Well, I mean, is it a strong eh? Do you really hate Mondays? For me, it's more of a middle of the road, man. Okay, then you're not like Garfield, then. You're almost there. You had three out of the four I, checks. I stopped you there, didn't I? Yep. I knew, I knew what you were doing. I know you're a gang. <laughs> I'm almost like Garfield. Yeah, me and my ugly face always has I might it. be a fat orange cat, but I, <laughs> I only kind of hate Mondays. Yeah, I promise you. Your next part was, are you a fat orange cat? Oh. <laughs> well, your final question. All right. Let's see if my ugly I face Get ready for some this. more puns <laughs> on, on a brain that is sleep deprived. <laughs> okay, let's do it. We should probably explain to listeners. Nope. Nah, never mind. <laughs> I'm not even going to. We'll never know what I was going to say. Nope. So, which of these... Is a real Garfield quote. Okay. A. If you were a lasagna, I'd eat your face. <laughs> B. Die is D. <laughs> well, I'll probably give this away. Dot is die with a T. <laughs> or C. I'm not fat. I'm just perfect. Okay. The last one was you, for sure. <laughs> I tried so hard to come up with something, and I just gave up. Yeah. The last one is definitely you. Uh, the, the D, the... the well, dot is die with a T. That's actually a Simpsons joke. I was in a Simpsons episode once. Huh. That really made me laugh when I saw it. And then it was, if you were lasagna, I'd eat your face. I feel like that's Garfield, the first one. So I made up that one. Oh, dang it. And I also made up perfect... Oh, so apparently he said die is die with a T. I wonder if him or the or the Simpsons did it first. I don't know. They're both fairly old at this point. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been Garfield caught in the act. Yep. I feel like we were caught in the act of making mediocrity. We are. But if you listen to this whole episode and we're, what's the word? What's what's a step above disappointed? Um, ashamed, saddened. Yeah, just like listless. Yeah. Depressed that you spent this much time. Right. I mean, this is well over a half hour of time you've spent listening to this nonsense. We should probably not point that out. Oh. But what we're going to point out is, go back and listen to this podcast at half speed, and you're welcome. So, we have to we have to bring this up. My brother. Nope. So, to give you an idea of how big we are, after being at this for 40 episodes. Yeah. We've got to shop in a big and tall. So... <laughs> After making about 40 episodes, my brother finally decided to listen to an episode. Yep. That's because we're humongous now. <laughs> and he accidentally listened to it at half speed. Um, and he just said that 
basically it was unintentional gold. And it is. This is really making fun of ourselves because we sound very, I sound very unintelligent at half speed. <laughs> very, very unintelligent. And even more uh, Southern than I am. And Johnny just sounds insanely drunk. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I sound like I've done nothing but drink the whole day before we record. It's, 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 it's amazing. You just listen to five minutes of any of our episodes at half speed. Um, I know iTunes has something. Yeah. I think probably most podcasts do. You can. It's easily done on iTunes. You can change the speed on the player. But yeah, I sound very, very drunk, and you sound even more Southern than you could possibly sound. It's, you sound like a guy trying to sound Southern. I've listened to podcasts before at half speed just out of stupidity and curiosity, but I've never heard anything this ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. We have a unique voice for half speed, apparently. Yeah, that's where, that's where we lie. That's our... That's our uh, Our specialty. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we've wasted like 40 minutes of your time. Yeah. If you want to double that, listen to this episode at half speed. Yeah, so it'll be like, well, if you double 40 minutes, that's 80 minutes. It is. So that's plus another 40 minutes. That's like three years. <laughs> Thanks for doing the math for me. So yeah. Hey, uh, but yeah, just go and do that and check us out at all the places that I don't really feel like advertising this time. <laughs> you know what? Let's mix it up. Let's not advertise anything. All right, we won't advertise. I will not tell them that they can find this at RetroBlist on Instagram or on the Facebook page or on the Twitters or Johnnyism28 on Instagram. I won't tell them any of that. I definitely won't send them to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Yeah, don't go there. And I definitely, definitely won't tell them to please, for the love of everything, good, sacred, and lasagna. Yeah. Leave us a five-star iTunes review. Now, we know... Uh, I will... Do terrible things to Johnny's face. Now we know, but my face is already ugly, as you pointed out. <laughs> now we know that this episode was not did not deserve five stars, nor the last one, or the one before that. The one even for that, okay, but back way back when there were some good ones. Maybe, nah, not really. So don't give us what you feel we deserve. Just out of the goodness of your heart, just give us five because you're a good person. Yes, be a good person. Your face is not as ugly as mine. You have more to work with than we do, so just yeah. throw us something here. Yeah. Your self-esteem, I'm assuming, is way higher than mine, because Trevor's my friend. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>